Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Pink flowers. See you, pink flowers. <laughs> Every week, we've been blessed. We've been so so blessed in this house by the word from our pastor. And this week, we are going to be more blessed. Rise to your feet and let's put our hands together and welcome. The best pastor in the whole world, he has shy. All right, hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Okay, let's pray. Father, we're so grateful to have this time together. I pray that you will speak a word to us tonight and that your grace will be here. Holy Spirit, have your way. And at the end of it, may we be so glad that we came to church. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Beautiful. Okay, so Faith Secrets, we're back to ourselves. And I'm just coming from the first service in the Indies dining hall. And yeah, they're also having a good time, so we thank God. Amen. So our neighbor, we're also here. And we too, we are also here. Yeah, we are also here. Hallelujah. Are you glad to be in church today? I am glad to be in church today. Amen. Yeah. And um, the choir was singing our theme song. You are also very far. Let's see. Hallelujah. Okay, so now I think the service is yeah, better arranged. Ashes, don't wait for me to do your work for you next week, okay? Beautiful. Okay. Now, we are in this service. Let's pray again. I feel that we have to cut the string. Yeah. Father, we're just grateful. Speak to us tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the choir sang a theme song. That's probably going to be our theme song for this week. For this month. And I want you to ask your neighbor, am I good for nothing? Am I good for nothing? As a Christian, am I good for nothing? Has anybody ever insulted you before that you are good for nothing? It's a very, very, yeah. Something, something, something. Ah. When, why do we say someone is good for nothing? Normally, it's an expression that means that what the person is supposed to do, they are not doing. Are you seeing it? Uh-huh. That's what it means. One time, I asked somebody to help us to do something. And then the person came back. And I had asked this person, not because I don't know where it is done, 
but it's because sometimes when you go, maybe you know the people, you can bag in a little bit, you can get some, you know. And all of us like reduction, isn't it? We all like reduction. Came back and he came to give me poster price, you know, the price that the thing. I said, I said Ah, I said, That was the case, then I would have just gone. I said, you Better, better show your use. <laughs> Why are you there? Why are you there? Are you there? When um, Esther had become the queen in King Hazaro's time, she became the in the palace, she was living in the palace. And then there was a man in the palace called Haman who for some reason didn't like Jews. You know, our father always says that that thing is a spirit. You know, when it comes around, someone will just wake up and decide that I'm killing Jews. I mean, yeah, for whatever reason, yeah. Yeah, and it happens repeatedly. It happens often. So many times in history, there are people who've risen up and you just wake up and say that, oh, these people have to go. So somebody rose up like that because in the story there was no indication that the people were being troublesome or anything. This man just woke up and said that, look, he said there must be a date which is given and on that date we will kill all the Jews. Anybody, if you find a Jew, kill them. But what they didn't know was that Queen Esther was a Jew. And they didn't know because, you know, it's not everywhere that you go and say everything. Are you, are you following was it in this service I was talking last week about those of you who go and give all your information, you know, so they know your every step at home. But when you were an unbeliever, you kept everything. You were just quiet. But now, hello. Yeah, so this, um, where did I reach in my story before this man? Anyway. Anyway, so Esther found herself in the palace. And this man had decided he's going to kill Jews. And Esther had been told by the uncle who raised her, don't say that you are a Jew. Ask your neighbor, are you the type of empty head who says everything everywhere? Eh? Sometimes God even gives you a small idea to do something. There are times when you must hide and flourish. Do you understand? It's not every day that you put everything out there. I know this, uh, these days, these are the social media days, you know? But sometimes you've got to let the thing grow a little get deeper roots, become a little stronger before you say that, oh, I'm here doing this. Are you with me? So for whatever reason, her uncle told her, don't say that you're a Jew. So she didn't say. And the king had selected her. She became queen and all that. So when this man called Haman rose up and decided to kill all the Jews, her uncle came to her and sent a message to her and said to her that, look, this is what has been planned. They've written this letter, they've sent it around that on this particular date, all Jews must be killed. I want you, since you are the wife of the king, after all, to select a wife, it was a whole procedure. You are the one who found favor in all of this. So now that you are queen, go to the king and go and tell him that, look, your people are at stake. Now, Queen Esther came with an argument which also made sense. She said, look, going to see the king is not like that. Tell everybody, it's not like that. We don't just get up. You don't just get up and go that, oh, I'm the king's wife, so I'm going there. You have to be called. They said, for 30 days, he has not called me. You know. Then, Mordecai said something. 
Mordecai said to her that, look, help, eh? It will come to us from somewhere. It's you and your father's house that will be in trouble. You know, so he pointed out to her that you will be replaced. You will be replaced because the, the person who, I mean, you are there, you can't do the thing, this and that and that. You are saying, okay, somebody else will deliver us. Somebody else will deliver us. You, what's your use? What's your use? Why are you there? Then he pointed out to her, who knows whether you have come into the kingdom for such a time as this? How do you know that this is not why God has placed you there? I have to be honest with you that personally, I also understand this man totally because we work on your campus and when as a Christian organization you want something done on the campus, you are given reasons why it cannot happen and the people who give you the reasons are Christians. And I wonder to myself, what's your use? What's your use? Why do you think God placed you in that place? Why do you think God gave you that opening? Many of us are like that. Are you in the church or are you not in the church? That's why in Ghana we fear for certain religions to sit in the presidential seat. Because they, they, they understand it. They will not be good for nothing at all. They will use it to advance their things. But when a Christian comes there, hey, ask your neighbor, is it you they are talking about? When a Christian comes there, and that's why I'm asking you tonight as you have come to campus and you have come to find a hostel and a place and God has put you here and God has given you the cause that you are doing are you good for nothing in that place or not when it comes to, to, to check what would have changed because of you hey, what would have been influenced because of you Mm-hmm. I one of those saying, oh, nowadays, mm, these people, the way they are, you know, hey, me, I don't know. Hey, what's your use? <laughs> what is your use? If we come and we take a census on this campus, I am sure Christianity will win. A religious census that what religion? But tonight I'm asking the question, what is your use? I'm only asking you the question because of what Jesus said anyway, so don't be angry with me. Let's read scripture, Matthew chapter 5. In fact, (laughs) I will stay with verse 13. I won't go further. Let me see. Yeah. You are the, the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing (laughs) but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot of men. Tell anybody, it's a very wild scripture. Can we take a look in another version? Just give us another version. Those of you who have only one Bible you are missing. You are the salt of the earth. And if the salt has lost its taste or its purpose, how can it be made salty? Ask your neighbor, what cause do you do? Salt that has lost its saltiness, what can we do to bring it back? Is there such an answer anywhere? Look at it now. It says, it is no longer good for 
anything but to be thrown out and walked on by people when the walkways are wet and slippery. Now, I don't even know why they've added that part because whether it's slippery or not, they are walking on it. Hey! And you see, today as we sit in this world, in this country, if we, as we are living in it, can you not see people walking on the church? When I say the church, I'm talking now about the church broadly. I'm asking you a question. You can't even cough as a Christian. Hey! <laughs> you can't cough. If you cough, hey, why are you coughing? Why are you coughing? You shouldn't cough. Anybody can do whatever they please, except when you're a Christian. And the reason is that we have become good for nothing. Jesus is the one speaking, you know. Hmm. You are the salt, not even just of your house, the whole earth. You are the salt. I was telling them in the other service that I went somewhere, a certain country that the name of the country begins with, begins with an alphabet. The people cook without salt. I said, ah, I don't get it. And after cooking, then they bring you salt on a plate that, or in a, this thing that you should add the salt. Well, look, ask any woman who knows how to cook. Yeah, 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 it's not... No matter what you do, it doesn't taste. Ah. <laughs> Even that one will save them. Ah. I came to the place, I met a certain chef, I was staying in a hotel, the guy, they told me that this fish is a special fish. The man made it, it was very nice. Following day, it was another chef in the place. So me, I don't know your food. So I ordered the same one, only that this one, he be local chef. The first one, he be international chef. Hey! They made the thing. It looked the same. But the taste. Pepper, pepper, pepper. When God looks from heaven, what is your taste? Are you like the proper fish? The one that the salt has entered? Or you are the pepper? Answer the question yourself. Hey! Please give us another version. Hmm. Let's do NLT first. Please, the message, by the time we get there, we'll be falling down. NLT first. (laughs) You are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. Hey. Ah, are you in the house? Mm. You should be worried by the best. At least me, I'm very worried by it. Now let's see what the message Bible, how he phrases it. Tell anybody, better hold your seat. Let me tell you why you are here. You are here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors. Hey, this man, dear man, so I tell you, if you use your, lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness 
and will end up in the garbage. <laughs> you see why I don't start from message. Aka, by this time, you are annoyed with me, Kurari. But he just has a very clear way of putting it. You see, that you are just fit to be thrown away. And that's why this month of February, don't miss any episode of Faith Secrets. Amen. Yeah. Don't miss any. Why am I saying that? I'm saying that because I'm saying that because during this month, we're going to look at the things that if we can do some of those things, we can be sure that we are not good for nothing. If we look very often, the Bible, you see, the reason why Jesus would use um, something that we all know is because by looking at it, you see the characteristics of the thing. Uh-huh. So if salt is in something, one of the first things you can see is the taste, the flavor. The flavor. Today, as we stand here, globally speaking, the earth has lost a lot of its flavor. Are you seeing it? The earth has lost. And look at your campus. Mm. The flavor is going. It's going. If it hasn't gone, put in some areas. Mm. What, is it? What, what is flavor? The sweetness. The sweetness. Are you there? Yeah, yeah. Hey, hello. Yeah. Are you alive? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The sweetness is gone. You go around and they'll tell you that, oh, if a church comes to meet here, it'll be noisy. But if you pass the very same place, Vodafone is there making twice as much noise, but it's not noise. Tasteless. Mm. But the reason is because we have allowed it. Yeah. Yeah. What are the things we could have done that would have prevented that? Hey! Hey. If you lose your saltiness, I mean, I am amazed at some of the stories I hear. One day, some three girls came to see me. And they said that they are fourth roommates. She didn't believe in God at all. And she had a boyfriend. No problem. The problem was that the boyfriend was now sleeping in the room there. As I looked at the three girls, I thought to myself, I don't understand this problem. If it was one Christian versus three, maybe I will understand. But you are three, and she's one. Or you don't understand the problem I'm talking about. And one of them said, what even pains her is that because of her course, she starts very early in the morning, so she has to lop all her things and go into the bathroom, shower in the bathroom, dress up in the bathroom, do everything in the bathroom. So I asked them, I said, when you paid your room rent, did the guy pay some? I said, are you purchased? They said no. Did the guy pay some? They said no. I didn't even open to a verse. No, I didn't use I told her, tomorrow morning, when you get up at the quarter to five to take a shower, Wake the guy up. Brother, excuse me, I need to dress up. I need to get... Excuse me. There be one You know, that's what I'm saying. I didn't even get to open Bible. I said, just wake him up. And proceed to wake him up every morning he is there. I can't see how I will pay rent for a room. Then I must go into the bathroom for your comfort. Ah, never. Never. But when salt 
has lost its saltiness. It's good for nothing. The truth of the matter is that we are afraid of unbelievers. That's the truth. That's the truth. Hey, when I go and knock, they say, who that? Let me give you an answer. Can I give you an answer? Yes. Your answer is, me that. Said exactly as rudely as the who that. Say, who that? Me that. <laughs> are you in the house? Knowing that you are backed up by the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Knowing that you are backed up. You see, it is time for us to set up. Yeah, so she went going and fight on campus. Fight who? Oh. Don't ever don't do that. Fight who? <laughs> no, what we are saying is that stand up for what you believe. Sit up for it. Stop putting it, you know. Let's continue. Oh, I didn't want to continue. I didn't want to continue. Today, my preaching is very short. I've just come back from a crap place, from Mampon, from very long meetings. Are you in the church? So, okay, I'll continue reading. No, so, so take me to verse, um, yes, okay, let's continue here. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel or a basket, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. The fact that you are a believer in Jesus and what he does for you and who he is to you and all that is not something that you should hide. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Says you don't put it under. Rather you put it, which one of you, they put the lights out. When they put the lights out, you put the light on your phone and then you put it under your bed. Are you out of your mind? In fact, if you do it, I'll hear of you because they'll rush you to hospital. That something has happened to you. Amen. From today, I want you to walk around thanking God that you are salt and you are light. You matter. You know, I like the example of light because when, no matter how deep the darkness is, even a matchstick makes a difference. Are you seeing it? You would have thought that, oh, this light is so small that it can't do anything. How big is your mobile phone light? Very small. But when ECG collects their light, and you're in a place that there's no jam. You just turn on your light and you do everything you were going to do with it. There's that little light. When there's darkness, your little light. And many of you believe that, oh, I can't do much. I'm not a preacher. Did you see preacher there? You don't need to be a preacher. Just you as you are. For me, the way I am, you know, I'm not good at all. Listen, the person who is speaking made you. He knows you are better than even what you think. Yet he's saying it. Amen. Amen. So from today, we are not talking about a feeling. As I'm standing, I don't feel salt at all. <laughs> I didn't say you shall feel like salt or you shall feel like light. And one of the things I need to share with you is that in your following of God, God is not your feelings. 
even though your feelings at times engage in what you are doing. I mean, you are singing, you like the song, so you are dancing. But he doesn't need your feelings to work. The word of God just is. I hope you follow. It's just there. It is. It's a choice to believe or a choice not to believe. Hallelujah. And if you understand that you are the salt, you will influence, you will, you will change things. One time in my family, we lost a very dear um, family member. Very suddenly, very unexpectedly. So, honestly, we were dazed because it was not an outcome we expected. Now, in the family of that person, <laughs> let me, how shall I even explain it? There were two sides of the family. Are you here? One side was heavily Christian and the other side was heavily into turns. Tell me about turns. 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 With they pour the, lib- the, the libation, no money, where they say incantation, things like that. Yeah. And I remember being intrigued by these two families because when the news of the person's passing spread through the family, as is the norm, people will gather and come to the house. When the uh, godly said, and the person had a wife, so the wife was totally confused for a few days. When the ones who were Christian were coming, they would all, almost without, what should I say, a, a, a change, all of them would enter into this house of mourning with a song of praise as they are going down shaking hands, shaking hands, and they would sing, and they would sit, and they would, and the whole mood in the house would lift. The whole mood. We're still mourning, but the whole thing will lift. Then, as if on cue, members of the other side, say the other side. side. They also are land. When they land, they'll wait till they get to the (laughs) guitar. Even the cry, we were not crying, bro. Came and added. Hey! They made us understand that. Are you here? What's the difference? Which one do you like? Hey, but my somebody has died, I should cry. You don't know the kind of tears that don't carry you anywhere. When you finish, eh, the person is still not back. Do you understand? If you're crying, or the, the, the depth of your lamentation was going to bring the person back, I'll be saying what I'm saying. But when you are done, you are even depressed, then this other group will come. Then when they come, oh, Charlie. So after a while, we began to time that when this group comes, that's when we'll come to the widow and say, come and eat a little. Come and do And she'll actually be able to drink some. Are you there? Before the wilderness came. I thank God that the person herself was a Christian. One day she just shook herself like the third. She said, ah, God has never done me bad. Ah, why am I crying like an unbeliever? Ah, she just shook herself and the crisis was, I mean. But I'm just sharing with you as an, as an example of light that has entered into a place. And so I'm saying that we shall never grieve. Eh, I have to beat somebody. <laughs> what I'm saying to you is that there's a light in you. Allow it to shine. 
there's a salt in you. When you, are, when you arrive on the scene, something good has come. Do you understand? Not that you feel good, but something good has come. You will arrive there. Before you even get there, there's a word of comfort on your lips. Are you seeing it? When you leave, the person even wants you around because the person notices that as you come around, I feel better. Why? The salt has come. The salt has come. Hallelujah. I'm going to be ending tonight because our time is fast spent for obvious reasons. Don't worry. But throughout this month, we're going to be taking some of the things that you can do that bring salt or that show the salt in you. Hallelujah. And there will be something in it for everybody. Amen. Something that you can do. God is not going to give you what you cannot do or what you cannot be. Amen. He will by all means give you something that you can do. But tonight I want you to stand to your feet and I want you to just pray. That Lord, I never realized that I was sought. Or you knew it already before you came. Then I can stop preaching. I'm sure you may have even read it before, but not focused on it. As we focus on it tonight, I want you to say, Lord, I don't want to be good for nothing. Please, I don't. I don't. I want to be salt that is salty. I want to be salt that causes something to taste better. Lift up your voice and just pray for a moment. Begin to pray. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Begin to pray. Lift your voice and say, Lord, I want to be salt. I didn't know I can be uh, that I am salt. What does it mean, Lord? What does it mean? Lift your voice and pray. Oh, lift your voice and pray. Lift up your voice. You're just praying a deep prayer, a deep prayer. Lord, I didn't know that I was salt. I didn't know. But now that I know, Lord, may I have the effect that salt has. You know what I can do and what I can't do. Help me. Help me. Help me. Just play the I don't want to be good for nothing. That's just talk to him. Talk to him. I don't want to be good for nothing. I don't want to lose my usefulness. I want to be useful to you. I want to be useful in your kingdom, Lord. I want to do something that will have an effect on someone. That they will see you when they will see the effect of you. Lift your voice. You're praying for a few minutes. Lift it, lift it, lift it. Sandalaba, she 
tonight and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We have to start there before we can talk about being salt. You're a good person, you want to do good things, you want to touch people, but you can't say for sure that all is well between you and Jesus. I want us to settle it tonight. I want to invite you to give your life to Jesus. And as you do, you begin a certain relationship and then we can be talking about you being the salt of the earth. So as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you're here tonight and you're saying, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Maybe you've even been in church for a long time, but you haven't received him as Lord and Savior. Or you've never been to church. Someone invited you. You, Whatever the situation you want to say, I want to receive him. If that is you, please, I want you to just lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Just lift that right hand up. I want to pray with you. Just lift it up, just lift it up. Maybe you, I can't see you, but you can also come to me. You can just take a step and come to me. I'm not sure I can see everyone. Just come. I don't want to miss out. I don't want you to miss out. Come to me tonight. Just come. I want to pray with you. God bless you. Just come. You're saying, I'm not so sure my stand with the Lord. God bless you. Just come and stand. Come here. Come. Come closer. Come. Your heart is beating. That's the Jesus is calling to you. Just come, come and join us as we share this prayer together. Just come. Mm, I don't wanna... He says you need to confess it and for it to be relevant. You must work with him. Just come to me. I don't wanna be Just come and join us. There are two of us here, but come and join us. Brother, I want you to say this prayer after me and those in the congregation, join us, help us. And you want to make it your prayer. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you tonight as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you for this young man. I pray for him that even as he's spoken to you tonight, Lord, that he'll start a work that he will always be glad because of tonight. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at folciaidiasi. God richly bless you.